Happy Friday, and welcome back to Rush Hour. I'm Nicole, and I'm Amukta, and we have a big week of news to share with you today, and to update you with. Um, so jumping right in, this was earlier in the week. This was on Monday, um, but we did talk about Queen Elizabeth and her death last week, and um, on Monday. Her funeral took place, where multiple world leaders and royalty joined King Charles III, her son, and the royal family in the congregation at Westminster Abbey. Um, and then hundreds of thousands of people lined the streets as her coffin was taken to Windsor, where she was laid to rest next to her late husband. So that is kind of a not necessarily a conclusion, but I feel like everything after her death was really leading up to um, to her funeral. And yeah. yeah, her crown was, I think, taken off for the last time and she has been laid to rest now. So that mm-hmm. is a bit of a conclusion for um, her reign as we go into King Charles's reign now. Yeah, and it's also interesting because she passed away at such a such an old age, ninety six years old. So her son is now seventy three, I believe, mm-hmm. and taking the throne at this stage in life. Um, it's gonna be a very interesting reign, and yeah, know. I think yeah, there's a lot of change in store and a lot of um, adjustment and yeah people will will keep moving through yeah um there's also been it's also been quite a weather related week uh like i'm sure everybody has heard about hurricane fiona which slammed puerto rico that created tons of flash floods, tons of power outages for, I think, over uh, 1.3 million people. Yes. Um, and it is still, it is, like, still a thing. It's traveling north and it's traveling towards Canada. And when it hits the coast, it could possibly be the country's strongest storm to ever hit the coast. Which is not good. Meteorologists are predicting that it will compare to Hurricane Sandy, which is wow. really worrying because that affected 24 states in the U.S. and also ended up costing 78.7 billion dollars in damage and repairs. It's also reported that Hurricane Fiona is one of the worst that the Gulf of Mexico has seen oh. till date. So and that's also pretty concerning yeah. because it's not just the United States. It's no. Dubai, so it's yeah, it's all of the Caribbean and it's mm-hmm. going it's going up. So yeah. um there will be more updates on that as it hits land again and mm-hmm. disrupts more land um soon, but that is w- the information that we have right now. And then one last thing for weather is Alaska also got hit with something similar on the 17th. 
um, September 17th, which was Typhoon Murbach, which impacted hundreds of miles of their coastline from Bristol Bay to beyond the Bering Strait. And it also affected a lot of local indigenous communities that are trying to stock up for food for the winter there. So that was also really unfortunate and unfortunate timing. And then it's also really unusual because it the storm formed in a part of the Pacific that is normally much too warm for the weather phenomenons like that to form. Hmm. But the ocean water in um, the north central Pacific waters are the warmest they have been in like a hundred years the warmest they've ever been recorded wow so stuff like this is able to form and able to travel and yeah that's another thing just with climate change and global warming just something that's going on yeah and i'd argue that a lot of the spikes in temperature and weather related like events lately have been due to climate change and it's not going to get any better yeah until we make some significant efforts to slow down the process um which leads me into another uh bad effect of climate change which is that a town in Washington state called Everson is being threatened to just wash away completely um there's been a lot of flooding there normally and it's there's always been flooding but it's just getting worse and worse and worse as the climate change mm-hmm. affects the temperature and weather and uh families who have been living there for generations are constantly questioning whether they can stay there anymore or whether they need to find a new permanent home because at the rate that it's going it may not be inhabitable anymore and that part of the coast itself was generally a concerned area because of all the flooding and it's just it's just been getting worse yeah the water levels seem to be a big issue yeah all all over the world mhm i've always wanted i've always heard about venice how venice is oh, venice. predicted to go underwater but that's oh. yeah that's been being talked that's been talked about for years and which is really sad because venice is like one of the major cities in italy it's like a major tourist attraction yeah, and yeah. it has a lot of historical significance so mm-hmm. um yeah, it's that's not something that you would like to see go underwater. Mm-hmm. But then it's also to hear it happening to so many other communities and places around the coast and just around oceans. That's also concerning. Yeah, that that's interesting. I never really thought of Venice, and now I realize, oh, it's mostly water. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah, you see, you see videos of all the, the plazas being flooded where everybody has to wear bags over their shoes or big boots they, or just completely like there's water up to their knees and it's just flooding. And wow. They have, they have um, walls or some like kind of dam-like things huh. to try and keep water out, but the levels are just getting too high. 
Speaking of flooding, there's, I mean, I didn't connect this back until you just mentioned like water cities, and there's a couple of cities in India who, which you know, the flooding there has been really, really bad to the point where people are like driving boats through neighborhoods and oh, wow. just to get people out, and it's it's wild right now. I think everywhere in the world, it's yeah scary. Yeah. Especially right now, it's hurricane season. Oh, mm-hmm. so with all of the hurricanes that are, it's actually been kind of a quiet season until Fiona has mm-hmm. formed. Um, but with all of the hurricanes, there's bound to be a lot more flooding in these areas. Yeah, and then also this winter, just with rain and everything. Mm-hmm. Um. Taking it back a little bit uh, to some not weather-related things and affecting our hometown of Mercer Island. If you live in Mercer Island, if not, we do. So, <laughs> um, uh, most people on the island whose child or who go to any school in the Mercer Island school district got an email with some notes about leniency on cultural cultural celebrations. Um, for people who aren't, I don't want to say Christian, but part of like the religion the majority is part of, they've been noticing that their religion's practices and culture doesn't take get taken seriously enough. And when they need to take a day off from school because of those practices, um, part of their religion, they aren't offered as much leniency and it's hard to get back on track. And Speaking from personal experience, I've had to miss half days sometimes just for those traditions. And it is difficult getting back on track and having people understand why. But they have now passed some new regulations saying teachers can't have tests on these newly recognized cultural holidays. Um, And it's becoming a more inclusive space for a lot of people on the island because it's growing more and more diverse every year and Mm -hmm. there's more students of color of religions and just very different and people believe that this is a positive step in the right direction um you know to start making sure that everybody feels involved and included and also doesn't have to struggle as much as other people because of their religion or practices yeah, I think that I think I agree that that does seem like a really good step forward. Mm-hmm. Um, I obviously from from my perspective, I have never had to or I don't ever have to miss um, school days because of cultural holidays and stuff like that. But um, like you said, Mercer Island's really diverse and everybody around like there's so many people around um that have that are part of so many different cultures and have so many different holidays and celebrations that they do have to um attend and school does seem to get in the way of that a lot yeah (laughs) so that is that is some good news Mm -hmm. thank you for sharing that amukbo (laughs) um Going on to some less good news. 
for the past week, there have been a lot of protests in Iran. This has been another big story, so I'm sure most people have heard about it. But first, some background. Um, last week on September 16th, 22-year-old Iranian woman Masa Amini died in police custody after being three days after being arrested by the country's morality police um, who enforce the laws of wearing hijab in the country. And the police reported that she had a sudden heart attack while in detention, but her family and human rights activists are saying differently that she that this story is a cover-up and she was actually being abused and beaten in the head while in the t- detention that did result in her death. And because of all of this, um, it has sparked an outrage and there have been a lot of protests um, in many cities with women publicly burning their headscarves that have been imposed on Iranian women for, I think, four decades. And... Um, the government has tried to retaliate back by setting up um, pro-government protests as well as creating like um, internet restrictions to make so people can't communicate on the internet with WhatsApp or social media or anything. And they have also tried to disperse protests with batons, tear gas, and fire resulting in 30 people being killed. Even with all of this, it hasn't stopped protests from forming in even the most conservative parts of the country to put pressure on the government to make a change, though. So while it is the protests are around something very sad and the government is and police are still um, doing a lot to try and restrict the protests, people are coming through and showing and voicing their opinion and trying to make a change, which is really cool. And I believe I saw the other day that um, not just communication forms, but the Wi-Fi in general has been shut down throughout the country, which is really scary. Mm -hmm. Um, I've only ever heard of cases like that in China once. Yeah, it was China, and then Russia did it for a little while, but not as mm, severe. Yeah. But that is, it happened last week. There are protests going on. They've been going on all week. They're continuing to go on. Um, and, yeah, there seem to have been a lot of protests, not just on um, in the enforcement of the hijab, but also... Iran's economy uh-huh. and just their government. There, there seems to have been a lot of protests and retaliations for the past few months trying to make a change. And um, so, yeah, this is just this is one thing added on to that. And it'll probably be going on for a good while. All right, so thank you for that piece of news, Nicole. It's very 
eye-opening towards what's going on because a lot of this stuff is being overshadowed sometimes by like other news but it's good mm-hmm. that we got to hear about this um do you have one last story i do and it's not exactly related to actually you know it's kind of related to human rights um but and also the ukraine war and last week we talked about how ukraine was gaining last week or the week before we talked about how ukraine was gaining some of their land back which is great but um president putin is has now ordered a partial mobilization which is like um drafting people into the army but only specific sets of people because of um, just partial mobilization it could become like a full a common mobilization i think is what it's called when everybody's drafted but for the time being uh, the russian citizens are scared of being drafted so a lot of them are fleeing the country um airlines i'm not too sure about the airlines but the borders are getting filled with lines of cars stretching for miles and miles and for people trying to mostly escape into the neighboring countries of kazakhstan and mongolia and they the countries are accepting people but there are so many that it's taking a long time and people spend so much time in these lines and yeah it's uh, a lot of other countries are opposing it or they can't really oppose it but they are speaking out against it because they don't believe it's something that people who don't have a choice should go through And at the same time, Ukraine's um, prime minister has stated that he's acknowledged that they don't have much of a choice. And he is asking them to come surrender to Ukrainian captivity so that they won't have to continue fighting. Um, because at this point, there's around 60,000 to 70,000 Russian soldiers who have died wow. in, the wa- in the war so far. Yeah, it's, it's a lot of people. Yeah. And, yeah, it's, hopefully it gets better. Hopefully um, things start coming to an end soon. Yeah, that's interesting because I, I feel like I've been hearing in the news... Um, just listening to the news in the morning, hearing that Putin would like the war to not go on much longer. <laughs> <laughs> he and is looking to, like, yeah, not have the war continue for too long. But with with trying to draft people for the military that doesn't really well yeah you can't have both you kind of have to like one thing or the other it's not really supporting his his points so (laughs) um but that is interesting and that is interesting to see where that ends up going with all of the other updates from russia and ukraine and europe But, yeah, that is interesting, and that is also our last story for today. Yes. Um, So we thank you for tuning in and listening, and we hope that you have enjoyed your week 
even if there have been some bad news pieces that have um, put a bit of a shadow on some some people's weeks. But we hope you have had a good one and um, have a good weekend. Yep. And we will be back next week as well mm-hmm. with another another update wrap up of this coming week's news next Friday.